Well, good morning. Before we move on to today's colour, let me ask a question. How many have taken the rainbow for their own purposes today? You know, either directly or indirectly. You know, flags, logos, emblems. What should we think? How should we react? Would it make any difference if we did? But then the question is, do we really need to? You know, only God can write the rainbow across the sky. And when he sees that, out there, up there, we can know that he is, rem he is remembering. And really, isn't that all that matters? Sure, it seems strange when God says he remembers when he sees that, as if he needs to. But then we're told God speaks to man in his own language that man may better understand him, that we may better understand. You know, another example of this is really... John's vision of the throne room of heaven in the book of Revelation, right at the beginning there. For looking on, this is what John said he saw. He saw a rainbow that shone like an emerald, encircled the throne. Well, like an emerald. Does that sound like a rainbow? Well, we've got to take it as it reads. That's what it says. Even though, as far as I know, rainbows have many colours. Rainbows reflect. They don't shine. Rainbows need rain. And in a kind of strict technical sense, this is more like some sort of halo effect. Indeed, some translations actually say that. But John, under the Spirit's leading, he wrote that word there. See it? Rainbow. So what must it be? Rainbow it is. Human language to help us better understand whatever's happening up there. But understand what? Rainbow that shines, that's green, emerald green, dazzling, transparent, circling the throne? Is it the green that we need to better understand? Well, what's so special about green? Well, for a start, look at the spectrum. It's on your, let me see, right-hand side on the screen. Light is split and the colours are really clear. Where is green in the spectrum? Right in the middle, isn't it? Green takes centre stage. But then we've got the rainbow there, the picture of it, and the, the colours are soft and diffuse and some of the colours don't seem to be there anyway. Like green. Can you see green in that rainbow? You're better than me. 
<laughs> You're a lot better than me. But if you understand optics and what light's all about, it, it should be there. One thing that's very special about green, however, is that, well, narrowly mentioned it in the story, it defines our world. Every year in Perth, when the rain starts about April, you know, the whole landscape, you know how it changes? Summer dry to what? Green. A carpet of green everywhere. And the human eye is most sensitive to green. And if you take in a sea of green, there it is there, how do you feel? Green relaxes. Makes you feel restful. But on the other side, green also invigorates because green is about life. Green tells us that life is good. Farmers, this time of the year, oh, they must be smiling all through Western Australia at least. At all the fields of green, you know, front, right, centre, behind them. But you know, even more so in the ancient world. They'd look over there and they'd be saying, ha, ah, good chance we're all going to eat next year. It was that important. Green, hey, that's the colour of the environment. Now, we may not ever define ourselves as greenies, but I say we must be true to the message of the first angel. Worship him who made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and the springs of water. Paul tells us in the book of Hebrews that Jesus is the one who upholds all things, sustains all things by the word of his power. On the third day of creation, he spoke and the world changed from brown to green. And then to uphold and sustain that world, he spoke again on the fourth day. And behold, we have the sun. We have seasons, days, weeks, years. We have warmth that drives the weather systems for this whole world. We have light to see. And above all, we have life. Do you know, we, today where there's so much talk about solar panels. Heard about them? Free energy from the sun. Well, what's so great about that? Every green leaf is a little solar panel. And how many little green leaves are out there? It's all about chlorophyll. That's the molecule of life. And if you were to separate chlorophyll and put it in a bottle, do you know what colour it would be? Yeah, lovely bright green. It's that green in the leaves that takes the energy from the sun to combine carbon dioxide from the air, water drawn up from the roots to produce, where is it on the slide? There it is, sugar and oxygen. That sugar is the building block of life, both animal and plants, all of us. And that is how this world is upheld. Green is the first colour mentioned in God's word. I give every green plant for food. 
don't know if that's such a good idea, that's broccoli. <laughs> Plant for food, for everything. To the smallest insect. No, that's not a photo. Anyone got an idea what it is? Grasshopper. From the smallest insect to the biggest animal. What's the biggest animal? Oh, didn't come on. There he is. Look what he's eating. I mean, would you ever give a slice of watermelon, uh, watermelon to an elephant? Give him the whole lot. And then in yesterday's world, you know, we're sort of, we miss so much in, in today's world, but yesterday's world, something like that. There he is, the Brontosaurus, the biggest animal ever was. Huge thing. Even the carnivores, the lions and the tigers, they're totally reliant on green. Recycled, yes, but green nevertheless. That's where it all starts. The Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground. Trees that were pleasing to the eye. There you are, relaxing, restful, restful and good for food. food. <clears throat> what would I choose? Apricots, yes. And then in the middle of the garden was a tree of life. And Revelation tells us that this tree bears a fresh crop of fruit every month and that the leaves have healing qualities. But what were the fruits? No idea. But would you forgive me if I made a guess at cherries? This is the original creation. This is what God intended. A green world full of life. But now which way is this world headed? I'd like to put to you that we have two rainbows and we're kind of in between them. There's one way, way, way up there circling God's throne, fixed, permanent, green, shining, shouting, life, eternal life. The other is down here and it's just in front of that bend in the road. But a rainbows, even themselves, it's so ephemeral. You seen them? They're here and they're gone. But you know what? That's just like us. Here, gone. And green, like we said, you can hardly see it. Once again, so like us. Sure, we've all got life, but how much life do we really have? I mean, really have. You know, at best it's only a taste. You see, we're so far from the throne, but so close to the storm. Today it's about choice. Today is the day of salvation. Just as Moses once said, I set before you two things, life and death, blessings and curses. And here it is, Moses makes a recommendation. Now choose what? Life. Those pictures are thrown in. Do they sort of help choose? Lake down where we live is full of baby ducks at the moment. 
you know, and you walk down there and mama duck says, Bat! and those little baby ducks are off like little speedboats. You should see them. They go so fast, they virtually run on the surface. Foxes, hawks, and above all, crows. But in running like that, what are they choosing? Why would I put a puppy dog and a pussycat? Well, when you love your enemies, what are you choosing? And what can you do? Relax. As for the little baby monkey, well, you choose. What's he saying? The day is ours, right now, to choose. Green, shining up there. Green, well, it's somewhere in there. So what is the promise that comes with green? Well, maybe you've guessed already, but I'm going to confirm it now with two thoughts. The first one is, the rainbow of promise encircling the throne on high. Now, no colours mentioned, but where, the, where it's being drawn from, make no mistake, it has to be green, emerald green. That is for our understanding. And what are we to understand? Here it is. It is an everlasting testimony that. Now, you've all read the next bit, haven't you? Do I really need to display that? Let's use a bit of memory, eh? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not but have everlasting life. Green, the promise of life. Everlasting life. The other quotation, the rainbow, whoops, didn't go. The rainbow around about the throne. Once again, there's the context. It has to be about green again. Is an assurance that God is true, that in him is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. No variableness. God's purpose originally was life, and he is not going to be deflected. God created a green world, forever life. Green circles the throne. A circle is a thing that never stops, never ends. It just keeps going round and round and round. Forever green. God's purpose has not changed. Never mind serpents or forbidden fruit and the like. Eden lost is going to become Eden restored. Do you agree? Oh, maybe not quite. Not quite. It was Satan's purpose to bring about an eternal separation between God and man. See us through to the end of the road, around the bend. But in Christ we become more closely united to God than if we had never fallen. Eden restored as if it never happened. But there's more to it. It says, in taking our nature... 
The Saviour has bound himself to humanity by a tie that is never to be broken. But how so? Now we come to the biggest mystery of all because the source came to earth and wrapped himself in human flesh. That's beyond understanding. But there's one thing about this that we can understand. It's the one thing Jesus never did. Never, ever, not once, ever. What was that? Become involved in a funeral service. Oh, he once happened on a funeral procession near a tiny little village of Nain, a widow whose son had died, but instead of joining in and expressing sympathy like you'd kind of expect, no way. He went over and touched the briar, spoke to the body as if he were alive. Do you speak to bodies if they're alive? Here it is. Young man, I say to you, get up. And what did he do? He got up. Funeral interrupted. Funeral cancelled. Sat up. Well, what do you call that? Lazarus. You know, his sisters, Mary and Martha, they sent an urgent message to Lazarus. Because, I mean, to Jesus, that Lazarus was so sick. Yes, it was obvious he's going to die. And if you know the story well enough, you know Jesus deliberately delayed. And when he finally got there, Lazarus was dead and buried and it was all over. Finish. And it was Martha who came out to meet him. Lord, if you had been here. Look at that little two-letter word, if. So much is bound up in that word. If things would have been far different, the source would have been there. If my brother would not, could not have died. But now after four days, what now? Well, look again to heaven. Shining, green, emerald green, circling the throne. What might you expect to happen next if you've never read it before? Jesus' next words. I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they... Well, could I just say, so what? For Jesus bound himself by a tie, never to be broken. He became personally involved with all mankind. Peter's first sermon at Pentecost. He told the crowd that wicked men crucified Jesus, but then he goes on to say, but God raised him back to life, for death could not keep him in its grip. Yeah, those two words at the bidding in the end, would not and then could not, and then the one that Jesus says, will live. That's the difference that Jesus makes. Consider again how Jesus described his mission in one of his analogies. He said, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls to, into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Imagine our farmers, oh, maybe April, May, looking over these sort of bare fields of brown. And then they carefully look and they might see a little bit of 
something coming out of the green. I'm out of the ground. You know, it's got it in my head. Yeah, it doesn't say any colour there, does it? But what colour would you be looking for? Green, always green, isn't it? Grows, develops, matures and brings more fruit. It's all bound up in that promise. Death, burial, resurrection, salvation, life, eternal life. And having all said that, is it any wonder that green takes centre stage? Any seed that comes out of the ground, what colour is it? <laughs> it starts green, but what can happen next, do you think? It might become yellow, might become orange, red, or even blue, indigo, or violet. All, all the colours of the rainbow and a million variations in between as you look around the world. Green from him who is, who was, and is to come. God's purpose now what it once was back in the garden and what it's going to come. That is the promise to all mankind, all of us here today. Life that will come in its countless variations. <laughs> Look around here amongst ourselves. Everyone is so completely different. See how the promise that comes with green is repeated over and over in God's word in different ways. In the Psalms, you, have made no, you make known to me the path of life. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? For with you is the fountain of life. In your light we see light. The fear of the Lord leads to life. Humility is the fear of the Lord. It's wages. Ooh, that's interesting. You know that verse all too well, the wages of sin, don't you? Well, what are the wages of humility? The wages are riches and honour and life. How many of you knew that? <laughs> Me neither. Now we've all learned something, haven't we? The day will come though, the day will finally come when this promise will be fulfilled completely. Put up a verse that we know so well. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trump of God. So which one is it? The shout, the voice, or the trumpet? All three? Oh, the trumpet. Righto. <laughs> and the dead in Christ shall rise first. All those in Christ will hear the shout. To the voice they rise incorruptible. And the trumpet sound, that's the call for assembly in ancient Israel. They begin to ascend and be taken up with the Lord in the air. Like seeds all coming to life, green in the newness of eternity. Jesus' mission is green. To bring life back into this world. I have come that they might have life. 
and they might have it more abundantly. Not just life that you can hardly see in the rainbow. It's the quality of life in abundance that you see shining around the throne. But for the moment, all we have is... Whoops, I better point to the right one, haven't I? Rainbow there. But then again, its promises that it brings with us are real and tangible. Red, the promise of salvation. Orange, the promise that we can overcome. Yellow, the promise of brightness in our lives. Green, the promise of life, eternal life. God's purpose hasn't changed one iota. Green, it takes centre stage. It's about God's creation, pleasing to the eye, good for food, the tree of life. But it got interrupted. Mighty big interruption, perhaps, perhaps, but there it is. May I also put it to you that it's going to fade into a tiny little blip in the light of eternity. It is going to end, and yes, in the book of Revelation, right in the end verses, we come to the end, we see green is still there. Blessed are those who wash their robes that they may have the right to the tree of life. Your clothes washed? Well, come right in. Help yourself. That's the message there. Green might be at the centre of the rainbow, but it's at the centre. We've still got more to go. It's time to move on to the other side as green transitions to blue. There it is. There's another promise. And all we can say for the moment is the rainbow is there and it's, a promise. it's something that just keeps right on giving. Shall we bow our heads? Dear Father in heaven, we want to thank you that You've given us a taste of life. And as we see the green world around us and as we enjoy it, we want to thank you that you have given us this life and that we understand life is truly worth living. Living in the kingdom. Living as you would have us want us to be. And may it be, Lord, that we can be encouraged, revived with this thought today. And bless us as we go ahead in the coming week. For Jesus' sake. Amen.